Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 3-day free trial at audibletrial.com/usingyourpower. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For today's podcast, I'd like to recommend the Google Story inside the hottest business, media, and technology success of our time by David A. Weiss and Mark Malseed. <laughs> Welcome to Using Your Power. I'm David Andrew Weeb, and joining me is... Maveen Cora. Hey, Maveen. How's it going? I'm good, man. How are you today? Powered up. Yeah? How come? Because we're recording a podcast. Right on. <laughs> well, that's one reason to be. Any other reasons you're powered up? I guess, you know, I had a good time last night. I went out to an open mic or open jam of sorts and hung out for a few hours, and, you know, it was exactly what I needed. Like, some nights I don't necessarily enjoy that particular activity, but... I went up and shared a few of my songs, and then I went and played on a few other people's songs. I was invited up to do that. So for me, that was kind of a good refuge for a few hours. Nice. So just another way to re-energize yourself, eh? Yeah, pretty much. I think that's needed. I don't necessarily have the perfect balance. Always working on that routine to make it more optimized, more tweaked, so I have energy at the right times to do the things I need to do. Right on. Well, you know, um, I've uh, just been eating a hate lunch about 20 minutes before we started recording uh made myself a nice tea brought it over and <laughs> that's a gigantic iced tea <laughs> yeah it's a, well not iced tea a nice tea oh nice tea okay <laughs> it is gigantic it's about a liter of uh tea and it's got just a bunch of different herbs and tea and kind of mixed in together and just see what happens with with it so uh but you know if i figured if we're gonna be talking for a little a little while because our talks have been going about an hour lately so going longer yeah so i'm gonna need some uh something to keep my uh, vocal cords lubricated no doubt <laughs> well today we're gonna attempt to cover the subject of social media it might go long it could be short too depending on the nature of the conversation but i think we do have lots to say about it because we've you know we've both have certain things in common such as the fact that we've blogged and we've promoted our blog posts through social media or that we're active on social media maybe promoting products and so we both have experience with with that side of things also you know i've used social media just for fun i've used social media to promote my music so i've used it for a variety of different applications and it's popular it's fun a lot of people are even i would say addicted to it and we'll also get to that subject for sure and you know when you brought this topic to me to talk about you know i really wanted to think about different pros of social media as well as some of the cons that social media uh, also brings as well you know for yeah. a lot of people so uh, you know I, I i sat back really put some thought into the the ideas behind it really wanted to bring it from a different perspective uh than maybe most people are sometimes even thinking about uh you know maybe some of the things that we talk about will probably be things people have thought of and i mean uh, not every idea we come up with is going to be completely original but I'm hoping the the deeper topics behind what we're going to talk about will be, uh, you know, something that people may find interesting as well. 
Yeah, that's, that is definitely the goal. So why don't you fire off your first point there, Mav? Awesome. So, you know, one of the biggest things that I see in social media nowadays, uh, you know, with the advent of um, Instagram and we got Snapchat and we have Twitter and Facebook and Tumblr. Uh, stop me when I... When I uh, when I name too many social media when you're platforms, out of yeah, that too, right? <laughs> there's a lot of them. That's the point, right? Um, and there's and, and there's nothing wrong with any of them. There's you know there, I think there's a reason for them all. Uh, people ha- have you know invented these platforms so people can express themselves the way they feel, right? Either through uh, words or photos or a combination of the two, right? Um, it also allows you, I guess, to connect to people that you were never able to connect to. Um, but one yeah. of the things I find on social media is that more and more people are trying to find ways to be famous Mm. uh, on social media, Uh, you know, not taking the old route that you know that we people used to take before you know do the hard work put in the time uh, for example such as music right I mean something we can both relate to we both listen to it you play music um, but you, you we both know about music and how people start right they they put the time in they, they go to venues they play the music they sell now with social media it's easy just to put a you know record a song and throw it up on YouTube right and there's another social media I just uh, didn't mention earlier but you know it's easy to do that now you can throw a three four minute video on there and you can uh, be ju- the beeves and be found that way too yeah like being controversial for example on social media might get you some immediate interaction and, and traction with your posts so saying something about donald trump right now would be <laughs> you know you're almost guaranteed to response in a way meanwhile you know you might be posting a, a new value adding blog post for your audience something fresh for them and and may, they may not even pay attention just because maybe it's not relevant to them right now maybe it's not controversial enough maybe it's just not timely and so all those things can kind of factor in with interaction but to your point i think it doesn't take any less effort to become famous or known on social media i mean to an extent you can kind of have a smaller following you know maybe you're not as known as benedict cumberbatch but you know <laughs> you're, you're you're like a c-list or like a d-list or e-list celebrity in, in some people's minds you know a lot of those have emerged on instagram and vine vine is no longer with us but on on social networks like i guess every social network kind of you know gives birth to new quote-unquote stars in a way Right. Well, you know, there's the the different videos that come out of it too, like the boomerang and whatnot come out of it. But I just think more and more people are trying to be famous on there. Right? And, and the reason I say that is, you know, uh, I just I'm just gonna take it back to high school for a second. You know, uh, and, and I apologize if I offend anybody listening. You know, but as a you know as a guy back in high school, you know, it, it used to be a try to be a challenge to get some girls to show you maybe their boobs or something, right? But now you can go onto any Instagram website <laughs> and they're just doing it for free, right? So it kind of takes out the challenge of it <laughs> but and the fun of it and the excitement of it and the mystery of it right yeah. um and, and it kind of i think it really just just dumbs people down because now they're trying to be insta famous or you know whatever you want to call it um but they're really just making themselves in a they're just putting themselves in a position where you know are they really trying to be famous by doing that you know i guess more they can be noticed more often than they maybe were back you know maybe 10 15 years ago but is that really how you want to become famous? You know, I think for, for some people that that is like one way to get attention. But 
it's largely based in like short-term thinking. So long-term thinking might say like, I'm going to build my following over time. I'm going to respect them. I'm going to appreciate them. I'm going to show them how much I care about where they are in life and their problems like you would with a business. And then, you know, deliver the kind of content they're interested in, in, in reading or watching or listening to. And, and so, you know, it, it really is like two different approaches. Some people just want that, you know, toaster or microwave fame. And I wouldn't necessarily say that it is going to be have longevity or stick around a long time. Right. No, and you're right, you know, and because a lot of the times it doesn't stick around for a long time, I find more and more people and I, it could be just myself, but I don't think it is. I think a lot of people start feeling more lonely uh, the more, you know, they put pictures on Instagram and they put more tweets out or, you know, when they put out a Facebook post or whatnot, because, you know, their whole agenda then becomes on how many likes or retweets can I get, right? And that, for some reason, is supposed to give them power, right? And, and it's funny, I've seen seen uh, pictures where they'll do like you know just little cartoons it's like a girl just kind of standing there by herself with her clothes on and she'll have like five likes and then the same girl same pose no shirt on and again it's a cartoon uh you know it's hundreds of likes and comments and you know all this different stuff so really i just find that more and more people are starting to probably feel more lonely because they're not getting those likes or appreciation uh button hits you know what i mean so it's just kind of weird to me that that's what people are starting to use to become famous i mean there there is ways to do it like you were putting a mention to right i mean there's a way to build a brand on social media for sure and become famous and become a maybe a leader in the industry you know no matter what your industry is right but i find you know just if you're looking at the people not the business side of things uh, i i just think that you know over time if they continue to do this trying to be famous thing some of them will become famous i mean you you've seen it that there's a lot of people who go and put stuff on youtube that do become famous they end up on the Ellen show you yep. know there is a great place to find people um, but you'll also find that a lot more people I think will start feeling more lonely because that's what they tend to do is just trying to put out content after content after content just to become famous with no real reasoning on the back end loneliness of social media that's such a interesting thought to me it I think it maybe was created with the opposite of intentions. I could be wrong. Maybe it was created to, to be a major distraction. I know that now it's being engineered to be a major distraction. So there is that, but you're, you're absolutely right. You know, I think there is kind of like a dopamine rush from your brain whenever you see those likes, whenever you see those comments and that just keeps you looking at your phone and, you know, the, the phone itself has been made to be addictive. So, you know, the, it's a deadly combination. What is what it comes down to. And we've talked about people sitting around a table all with their cell phones and phones out. Like, is, is that what life has come to? Is that what it's all about now? Like, you know, we're all fubbing each other and it's disrespectful, I think. And it's also really not a good way to, to build health long-term for yourself, especially in terms of like relationship, because having close and deep relationships will, will help you over the long haul overcome challenges and, and you'll be a much happier person for having those. 
No, and you're right. You know, and one of the things, if you think about one of the things that you said, you know, just putting out comments on social media and then kind of seeing what people say, right? I mean, you've done it and I've done it. We've put out <laughs> comments about different things and, and different topics and different beliefs that we have, or even, you know, maybe contrary to what we have, we'll still put out the comment and just play devil's advocate and see what people say, right? Yes. And it's interesting how many people get bullied on social media. And I do feel because people start getting bullied on social media, they will start feeling more alone because because that's not their intention. They were just trying to put out a conversational piece and see where that can take them, right? I mean, I think like what you were saying, the intent of social media is really to create a community, uh, but I think it's found a way to just really bring people into into boxes and not really into openness. Not everybody, again, don't get me wrong, uh, or I'm just kind of really talking about the, the, the con side of uh, social media where people do feel alone. There is the positive side as well, where people are creating positive communities and creating this these places that people feel safe to talk in and communicate in and express ideas and share ideas as well. As we record this, you know, Trump, Trump just won the election. <laughs> Trump. I don't know who <laughs> Trump is. <laughs> so, you know, I think you and I were sort of experimenting, like just, we, I, I don't know about you. I just saw so many like negative comments on social media and it didn't matter if it was my friends from Scotland or friends from Canada, you know, they're like, you know, sorry, you know, uh, when are you going to come up to move to Canada? Uh, you know, this is a, such a terrible, awful day for the United States and that kind of stuff. And in the midst of that, I wanted to leave a positive comment because, well, I am optimistic about the future, to be honest, for, for many reasons. And we won't get into that because it's not a political discussion today. Maybe that's a future discussion. Absolutely is. But I just, um, that was a feeler. You know, I wanted to see what the reaction would be. And honestly, like some people may never want to talk to me again just because I said something positive. Right. Well, you know, and that's the thing, right? You can't please everybody with the way you think, right? Even on our show here, it doesn't matter. The things we say will offend somebody, right? Or the things we say will actually help somebody, right? Uh, It's really, in my opinion, where people are mentally at that time when they're reading your information or reading your tweet or seeing your picture or or just finding ways to interact, right? If, If people are coming a place of being mad, then of course, when they read a positive statement, they're going to still be negative towards that statement even if for example if they're a positive mindset and they read that statement they might take a few minutes and digest what you actually said and put some thought into it and say you know what maybe that is a true statement but if you're if you're not going to look for how to find that's positive in that statement then only thing you're going to see is the negative right so i mean a lot of people i think work from that mindset they don't really take the time to consider what the person's saying and i think that's the idea of social media like what you were saying is to create that talk of community and find that back and forth conversation that we're kind of having exactly what we're doing, right? I mean, we can find any topic and I know we will uh, and I want to right think of uh, topics that are you know even if we share the same thought on the uh, conversation I want to have a conversation where you know it's the exact opposite of what we believe and really try to find ways Mm. to appreciate the other side of the story like kind of like what lawyers do right and challenge ourselves and challenge yourself because maybe there is some truth in the other people's thinking right you have to really come from a place of understanding right Um, it's hard to say what's right or wrong right I know, uh, but that's the idea of social media is to be able to 
put out what you think is right and put out what you think is wrong. And if it, you know, if if your comments get noticed and people like it, and it can make you famous, or you know, if people don't like your comments, you can get bullied, right? Uh, it, it it is a platform where these things will happen. I mean, people can hide behind a computer or their phone these days, yeah. or uh, and, and pretend to be something they are, or pretend to be something they're not, right? So, I mean, these are all the different things that happen with social media. Well, so much common sense, logic, manners, etiquette, I feel like gets thrown out the window with social media sometimes. Not that that's anything new. You know, anybody that's read Reddit comments or YouTube comments has have seen the kind of, you know, cesspool of, of craziness and dumbness and, and offense that exists on social media platforms, I'm sure. But, you know, people say things like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. Well, on social media, people say things that are not nice about other people all the time. In politics, we often hear people say, uh, you know, if, if you haven't voted for, if you haven't voted at all, you don't have a right to complain. And yet, here we are, you know, Canadians are complaining about the American political system. Trump has done nothing at this point. So, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, you know. Who knows what's going to happen, but it, it's sort of, it's in, in a way, it's like a premature thing, but we just make so much noise sometimes about nothing. Right. And, and that's what sometimes social media, right, is. It's a place to go and vent uh, your feelings, right? I it's think not a lot just, of people do that. Yeah. It's not just a place to put out positive. It's just not a place to put out negative. It's a place where, and that's what I'm saying, right? It's a place where people have sometimes no one to talk to, where they do come from a place of feeling very alone on the inside mm. and try to just tell people how they feel and express themselves either through picture or through words or through poetry or whatnot, just on social, different social media platforms, right? I mean... Um, uh, even on Pinterest, for example, people can put out different ideas of ways that they can just express themselves, right? So um, it is going to happen. It is going to happen over and over again, right? I mean, uh, today is November 11th, and we're talking about this topic today. You know, it's not going to be released uh, sometime into uh, December or even potentially into the new year, this episode. At least a few weeks from now. Right. So, but, you know, you can see that there's um, teenagers who were not able to vote in the U.S. election who have gone out and are protesting against Donald Trump, you know, and sure. I find it funny because the social, you know, the social media, which is also part, is the news is a social media, they're out there saying, you know, these are all because of Trump, this is all his fault, but what is the uh, well, how about the current president in the United States, Obama? Why doesn't he, you know, why don't you guys criticize him for standing up and, and talking to the different protesters and bringing the country together? You know, instead, it's the blame game on one person instead yeah. of looking at the full picture, right? So, I mean, if we have to look at all different parts of social media, and, and that's so uh, news as well, and see how that control factor comes in as well. It's really interesting. And I think that ties in nicely with, you know, what I wanted to share a little bit about wasting time. You know, we've already covered this subject in, in some ways, probably in previous episodes even, <laughs> but I'll touch briefly on it. And it, that's the idea simply that, you know, at the end of your life, you're not going to look back and say, man, I wish I spent more time on Facebook. <laughs> it, it just It's just as simple as that. You know, you're not going to you're not going to gain a second of life from from complaining or worrying about the future. You know, you have nothing to gain from doing that. And and for some people that is kind of where where social media comes in. To to me, I think there's there's probably healthier outlets than that and that's probably what 
community is really supposed to be about. You know, we've I shared about some of the negative experiences I've had in community and some of the ups I've experienced in in community as well. But we're lacking that, you know. And and it's something that it's interestingly it's like in Starbucks mission statement. Our our you know something along the lines of it's our mission to inspire people like that's in their first sentence or inspire humanity or something like that. Like that's what that's for. So leave your cell phone in your purse or in your pocket or leave it at home even and engage in like real conversation, real discussions. Right. And you know, one of the first things I like the first sentence that came out of your mouth there, David, talking about, you know, when you when you are on your deathbed, you're not going to hope that you had spent more time on Facebook, you know, just one of the things that I was actually thinking about, um, when I was actually coming up with my different points is exactly similar to that, just a little bit Mm. different. Uh, I actually sat back and thought about how much time, you know, uh, we spend on social media, or on some sort of media per day, uh, you know, and and I and I kind of did the calculation. It's not true for everybody, but you know, it's a. I think it's a general idea uh, between social media, television, and being at work. We spend anywhere between ten to fifteen hours a day uh, looking at a computer. Right. Mm. And, you know, and a lot of times when people are at work, what are they doing? They're checking their social media. They're checking up on their friends, seeing what they're up to. You know, you're at, you're at, you get on the bus or the train. If you're, if you're on those kind of transports, you're doing the same thing. Typically you're on your social media, taking a look at what's going on going on there you know a lot of people have access to tv on their phones as well so they're either going to be watching tv there or they'll come on and turn on the purple haze when they get on <laughs> and get home right so you know it's not it's, it's kind of an easy thing to do right yeah. turn on your tv while you're cooking in the background just have it on right so i mean i was just trying to do some easy calculations you know 10 to 15 hours uh, in front of a tv a computer and our phones and tablets and instead we're not spending that time in reflection we're not spending that time with our families right so if we actually take that uh, 15, let's say it's 15 hours a day, and they say a good night's sleep consists of eight hours. So if you add eight plus 15, that's 23. That leaves one hour of your day to spend with yourself in either reflection or with your family. And I think if you look at one hour out of 24 hours, that seems like a very, very lopsided calculation of how much time you should be spending with your loved ones. Well, and how much time does that even give you to unwind? You know, it's really hard to sleep after you've spent so much time in front of a screen all day. And it really is about the screen that's in front of you. It doesn't really matter whether it's a smartphone, whether it's a tablet, whether it's your laptop, your desktop, your TV screen. It it doesn't make a difference. Those are all forms of a screen. And you... I think there, it's also about a choice of whether to create or to consume. And the default setting for all of us really is to consume. And, and that's no different for me. I get, I get that. And I enjoy consuming media. And I think it's important for me to take some time sometimes to get, gather different ideas or just watch something that's going to allow me to shut my brain off for a little while, go on Netflix binge for a bit. Uh, but that's not like a daily habit for me. And I do use screens a lot. You know, I'm, I'm not deluding myself in any way. And uh, I'm just as subject to some of the beliefs and ideas and things that are out there as, as anybody else. But I also, you know, have a healthy skepticism, especially for page one of Google, page one of major publications that, that publish media all the time. A very healthy skepticism for, for news on TV, which I barely watch if ever. You know, uh, I think it's, it's just... 
it's it's par for the course. If if you can't come up with any independent thought and all of your thoughts are coming from and and this is also a thing about association, who do you have as your friends? And and they will rule your thoughts if you let them. Your top 5 friends are ruling your friends right now and also the media is winning because the media is telling your friends what to think. No, it's true, right? And that that's that's the part, the idea of control, right? And that's something that we've talked about. Uh, I think in almost every single episode that we've talked about is the idea of control. Mm. Either you control yourself or somebody else is really controlling you, right? So it comes right from your thoughts. You know, it, it's all that as well, right? So you have to guard your thoughts. You have to guard what goes into your sensory, you know, deposits in your in your mind, right? So your ears, your eyes, your 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 even your t- for your taste and your smell too. You got to guard all that. And and really decide mm. what do you want to come in, right? Because you're right. Everything that comes in, you're going to send right back out. And it's either in, in, our, in this situation here, the conversations you have with your friends are going to be similar conversations or similar ideas you may bring and have conversations with me. And I'll take that conversation and go talk to, you know, parts of it with other people, right? Because these are relatable points, right? But all I'm really doing is taking potentially your opinion and taking it and making it my opinion. And now I'm saying those words to other people. So now they believe this is actually coming from me. But when in actuality, it may not be, right? But because my words are saying it, people believe that these are my thoughts and my my way of living and my expression of myself, which it's truly not, right? Uh, it's It really is somebody else's idea. So unless I say, you know, my friend David told me this, you know, if I don't say that and explain that, which is a really odd way to have a conversation with somebody, but if I don't say that, then people believe it's my thinking, right? Mm. So, I mean, we have to, you're right, you have to really guard who you talk to and who you're having these conversations with uh, because they will change you. It's been alerting me to the power of suggestion. Everything and everywhere I look right now, it's being prompted by something. Our thoughts are being prompted by a question, a suggestion. You know, the media is pretty aggressive in the way they present things. But, and as much as we like to talk about content marketing being like a humane way of doing business, because I think it is, you're basically attracting your audience to your website and you're giving them something of value so they'll want to listen to you and pay more attention to you. But every content marketing piece ends with what, Maveen? Every content marketing piece ends with an idea of saying, hey, subscribe to my website. <laughs> exactly. A call to action, right? That's the technical dingle for it. <laughs> <laughs> so really, that's the power of suggestion, isn't it? Like you came to the site for that information, but you're still being pitched to at the end of it. Like, let's be honest. We don't like aggressive sales. I get it. And this is kind of a non-aggressive sales, but it's still sales. Well, you know, and that's one of the good things about social media, right? I mean, you're only going to go to the websites that you find interest in, right? So, I mean, there's a lot of cons and a lot of pros as well, right? So one of the pros is, you know, you're going to follow the people you want to follow. You're going to go and want to learn from the people you want to learn from. And, you know, if, yeah, if you subscribe to their website, um, you know, then you're telling that person, yeah, you know what, I like what you're doing. I like what you have to say and I want to know more, right? I mean, that's a great way 
way for or the the person who's recording the the uh, the media or writing the media to know that yeah you know there is a need for me out there right and I mean that's the same thing what I was trying to say earlier too right people mm. are trying to be famous people want to know is there a need for me out there and that's where you know some people are starting to feel lonely and some people are saying yeah there really is a need for me out there I'm going to keep creating content and people will find me right so for me it's just a really important lesson in how I conduct business as well leaving suggestions you know I don't want to attract customers that that are going to give me a lot of trouble in the first place so if my product's not for you then you should probably find another another source to purchase from that's just how it is but in how I set up my business and how I set up my website that's gotten me thinking more and more power of suggestion it's it really is incredible and it really does prompt thoughts, conversations, ideas, and so much more. What else you got for us, Mav? You know, I just want to kind of add to what you just said there, power suggestion, right? Sure. So uh, even through social media, right? Because uh, one of the things you can do is, you know, if you tweet something or retweet something, that is a suggestion. You know, that's telling people, I either agree with this statement, I want you to read this statement. Uh, if you like a picture on Instagram, if you like somebody's picture on Facebook, you're pretty much saying that, that I agree with you or I like what you're doing or saying or trying or what you're being like right so it's really that that click is a suggestion to somebody else right it is a power of suggestion uh, so just a different way to maybe think about it as well right and one of the other things that you made me think about is um, I don't know if you remember the store consumers distributors from back in the 80s I don't or not no it used to be kind of what uh, what the what you would do is you would go into the store you would tell them what you want they would go to the back into the warehouse go get that item bring it to you and you'd buy it right hmm. and it's kind of i find like social media club. yeah it's like that but i find social media is kind of kind of like that you kind of go to a page you click what you like and then you get some sort of satisfaction from it or maybe you don't get any satisfaction sometimes from it, you right? don't <laughs> but i find that it's kind of the same idea uh at least in my view in my thinking i'm not sure how other people would say um but as for what you asked me uh, one of the things i find is that there's good things with social media you're able to find out things a lot faster mm. you know I, I enjoy twitter for that exact reason uh, i'm able to find out news a lot faster i'm able you know to find out what's happening in in calgary a lot faster or a lot easier um than waiting it waiting for it to come on the six o'clock or the five o'clock news i can go find out anytime i want right and then i can find out who's going to be at those events and find out who it might interact with uh, you know and do some quick networking in that way as well right so i find that uh, with the the news that's on there is a, a little bit easier too especially if you're an entrepreneur or a business-minded person or a sales-minded person you can really connect to people that are just like you well i couldn't agree more and i that's one of the things i love about twitter as well i've also booked like mini podcast interviews through connecting people with twitter not even like email so to me that definitely speaks to the power of social media and and you can also tap into like alternative news sources if that's something that that interests you you know if 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 you're like me and you're not satisfied with page one of google and you want to go deeper and i mean <laughs> the internet is kind of a black hole you can kind of go very very deep sometimes maybe not even get all the information by going deeper but you have you have that opportunity you can you can connect with people that are creating news and ideas and and blog posts about various topics. 
Right. So if I understand you right, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong there, David, but you're saying the more and more that you dig deep into stuff and look for a certain type of information, you're finding more and more chatter out there on on stuff that may not be relevant to some of the stuff you're looking for. I think, you know, that's kind of a roundabout way of saying it, but it's true. (laughs) Like, yes, you can go deeper, but there's probably a, like a limit to how much deeper you can go. And then, and then B, you know, you might not be able to connect with the things that people are sharing at that level. Right. Well, no, you're right. And I mean, it, it, everything is going to depend on what you want, right? I mean, if you're definitely, if you're Googling stuff, they have their own ways of wanting things to be number one, uh, first things seen, first pages visited. Yes. I mean, some you can even see a lot of that stuff is paid for first. They have their stuff before any of the other click-through options are available, right? So, I mean, if you're willing to pay and advertise and pay Google, they'll gladly put your information on page one, click number one, right? And I Again, it all comes down to money and money will then, uh, you know, influence which social media sites or what websites you go to, which social media you might use to tell other people about these different sites or experiences that you're having as well. Right. So, I mean, it is it is a very interesting way of doing business as well. If it's a keyword that people can make money on, then chances are you will see ads for it. And then if you can't really make money on it or if nobody's figured out how to make money on it, you probably won't see ads. That's kind of how it works. Well, you know, I, I think you'll see ads regardless because no matter what keyword you're looking for, it's probably most likely has some sort of industry attached to it. So most likely, and if it doesn't have an industry attached to it, then there's a great business idea there for somebody out there. Um, but if there is a, an industry attached to it, then somebody from some company in some country should be already advertising for you to see their ad and hopefully gain your business. I can definitely see your perspective as well, but I think there are definitely niches or keywords that would have no money attached to them, like perpetual perpetual motion machine. <laughs> like eBay was, you know, had this really weird campaign where they were, they they bought like sixteen thousand key or sixteen million keywords. I don't even remember. It was a lot of keywords, and for some reason, perpetual motion machine was one of them. So it's like, hey, you looking for a perpetual motion machine? Come on to eBay and buy a, a perpetual motion machine. Well, it doesn't exist. First of all, so there's no market for it. Like, not saying that people wouldn't buy it if it didn't exist, but there's no product. Right. Well, that makes sense. If there's no product out there to purchase, then the words are irrelevant. But I mean, yeah. what I was trying to say, which I think you understood, is if there's a, a product out there and a keyword, then somebody's probably going to be taking advantage of that keyword exactly. already. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you're also right in that maybe if you don't see any using ads to promote to an audience that there could be a business opportunity there. Right. Now, uh, I'm not sure if we're ready to move on to the next point or not. Yes. Awesome. Now, this point, it took me a little bit to think about. And really, uh, you know, it's a little bit different because um, with the advents of, of social media, what has happened is a lot more people are starting to put their lives out in the public, mm. right? People are not only putting their lives in the uh, public, they're putting what they do on a daily basis. They're putting their kids in the public. They're putting their young kids in the public, right? So one of the things I 
I thought about was, you know, with people posting more pictures and, you know, what that does or can do, it can allow pedophiles to hang, uh, hide behind social media and do the things that pedophiles and 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 uh, people do behind that, right? You you see this all the time on the news where people get caught for, you know, child porn and, and you know, and it's an unfortunate thing that these things are happening, but I think with social media, Instagram and, and different videos that people are posting, more and more people are able to hide behind their, their computers and consume this content, which I think is just horrible in my personal opinion. And I think you will agree with me on that. And I think a lot of our listeners will agree with that, right? You know, that people should not be doing this for one and two second. We should not allow these people to hide behind social media that we're putting out there as, you know, and we're not putting it out there for that reason, right? We want to just share our happiness with other people, but people are then taking advantage of that situation and, and whatever sick thoughts are going to their mind and, and are using that to satisfy their own needs, right? So that's something I thought about. I mean, uh, what are some of your thoughts, if any, on that? Yeah, well, I think on the the first thing is that part of that, it's an issue of your online brand. So as, as somebody, even if you're not looking to build a business or become a politician or become a famous celebrity or something like that, I think these are still like major concerns. So the whole thing of you have a picture on Facebook and that, that picture shows you drinking on the weekend with your buddies. Well, you know, the whole image is that you're not, a great employee because you're the kind of person that parties all the time. You know, it, it, it can sort of work that way with, with, with jobs even. So when you're looking for a job, I think it, no matter what you're trying to do, I think it's important. But even if you're just looking for a job, you should have a look at what your online brand is saying about you. It, it, is it projecting an image of like reliability, dependability, somebody who can be trusted, somebody who's in te- who has integrity, or is it projecting the image of somebody that cannot be trusted, that is a partier, that might be involved in gang activities, that might be involved in the kinds of things that that employers would be would frown upon? So there's that issue. No, for sure. And that is definitely one thing. But, you know, I think a lot of employers are smart and do understand that uh, people need to unwind and people do unwind by going out for a yep. drink and, you know, in a bar or a club or whatever. And, and they do have a life outside of their nine to five or nine to nine in, in some cases. Right. So um, but I mean, just going kind of back to what I was saying is what are your thoughts on pedophiles hiding behind, um, you know, social media and, and and your thoughts on any thoughts on that? Well, I think it's really existed even since I was on the internet in the early days, about 97. I know there's people that are certainly there earlier than that, but I was on chat rooms a lot. So it was like a very real concern as like a 13, 14 year old in the chat room for my parents. Right. I assured them over and over again, I wasn't going to do anything stupid, like give away my personal information unnecessarily. And I didn't, you know, I never really put myself at any major risks, but you know, you have to be aware, first of all, that these parties exist. You know, there might be somebody that is, is would would come after you given the opportunity, or somebody that would steal your identity, or somebody that would steal your credit card information. These are very real risks. I had my Instagram account hacked. You know, I managed to recover within a short period of time because they weren't very smart, but. You know, the, it just shows you, like, sometimes that's all hackers are doing. They're just showing you where your security leaks are so you'll correct them. And uh, so it's it's sort of a well-meaning thing, but in a roundabout way. And 
yeah, I think awareness is number one. Number two is like protecting yourself with proper passwords and updating your computer system if that's relevant. If you have a WordPress site, updating your plugins and your WordPress site regularly, all that kind of stuff, not giving away information, being aware that there are scammers and fishers out there on, on especially with emails. So you might get a lot of emails that you sound really legit and true and that they're going to send you $37 million from some, some King overseas, but that never happens. So yeah, they're getting smarter though. They're getting much smarter than they used to be in terms of trying to get at your information and credit card and money and that kind of stuff. So it's just a thing to be aware of. Right. Well, you know, and one of the things that I do know is even though uh, these things do happen out there, you know, one of the nicest things is that, you know, as technology makes an advance too, it is making it easier and easier to catch the hackers or catch the credit card defrauders and catch pedophiles that are doing this, right? Because I've seen, and you've probably seen it too, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen the Dateline episodes where, sure. you know, they'll, they'll have that, the, the, the sting operation where they'll set it all up and, and these, uh, you know, older guys will come to these younger girls' homes and and it's all set up but these are real life things that do happen not just on dateline they happen day after day after day and 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 these are real things that are happening right and and i think you hit it on the nose where you have to really know what your kids are doing you know that's something you mentioned what are your kids doing on chat rooms what are your kids really doing on you know all the different social media platforms you know who are they talking to you know because you can easily tell by who they follow and who they don't follow right so i mean that's really made some of that a little bit easier to see uh for people Right. So, uh, I mean, th- there are some definitely huge cons in that, but I like to believe there's some pros in being able to find these people a little bit easier as well. Right. And and see some of their operations that that these uh, people continue to do on a daily basis. And and they feel I'm assuming they're not harming anybody behind the computer, but th- by them consuming this type of content or trying to talk to underage people, uh, you know, they're just moving their agenda more forward and making people who are vulnerable believe that you know someone out there does care for them which i don't know if they really do i think they have their own uh, mental agenda and to do whatever the heck they feel like doing and and i mean that's that's uh something i think we need to stop and that's my personal opinion on it and i'm a very you know if i'm a little passionate about that right i do mm. think it's i think it's something that we need to stop out there and um and i think that's one of the things that social media right right when you said it right i remember icq back in the day oh and, yeah and all that stuff when people were on there and you could speak to anybody in the whole world you know that that's was, what was the, cool about it you know that was the cool thing about it but that was the scariest thing about it because yeah. you don't really know who you were behind there and and i've gone in there and just played around and I try to become different people right I mean in my 17 18 19 20 years old and I'm trying to pretend I'm somebody else and seeing how it works and and really just seeing how that was right and it was scary that people believe who you are on a behind a computer and a microphone right well, so that's why sometimes relationships come together or like marriages come together because of it but yeah and that's another point which is video games like I played quite a bit of online games and i still do play some here occasionally here and there just for just for fun but that's another place where trust can be easily built because now sometimes you're connecting via voice sometimes you're connecting via chat you spend enough time with the same people maybe in the same clan or the same server or whatever it may be and pretty soon like these are real relationships and sometimes people actually do get together like uh, i've heard so much about message boards like i was on a message board and my roommate in the past when i still owned a home was on a message board too and 
couple met up there and they got they got married because of that message board and that forum uh real life forum meetups real life gaming clan meetups all these things do and can happen also you know you have you still have to keep in mind that you you, you probably want to get a certain amount of personal information on everybody before you go and meet them you know go and meet them in chicago where maybe you live in calgary and you have no idea what chicago is like or or you know any of the people that you're meeting like you know there's certain precautions there that you probably want to take before you head out of town and uh, meet all those people but it's cool when it happens and it's a, it's a real community that of people that that have similar interests and like to like to connect over those Right. No, and you nailed it. I think, you know, there is a aspect of the safety side of things, right? I think, you know, that I think for if you're meeting people over social media, it's probably not the best place to meet somebody, especially if you're looking to get married down the road. There used to be like tweet ups and things. I guess people probably still do that. What, what is a tweet up? Tweet up is just, you know, you, you send out a tweet saying, I'm going to be here at this time. And so you get people to join you, like some marketers and, and, and prominent online folks used to do that. Oh, what's that uh, one app you could uh, you can use nowadays, and you just swipe right or left to, to Tinder. Yeah, you can use that, I guess. Now the, the tweet ups for, are for gone. dating. Yeah, right. So that's well, I guess that's what it's turned into, right? But I mean, same thing with what you just said, right? You can go meet up with people that are within your vicinity or uh, a little bit further from you, and and depending on the city you're in as well, right? So it doesn't even yeah. matter. So even if you're traveling, like you said, from Calgary to say Chicago, you can jump on Tinder, I guess, if you're on social media and. Uh, meet people that you don't even know, right? And again, uh, it, it, depending on if you're a guy or a girl or vice versa, a girl or a guy meeting, you know, depending on which direction or whoever's making the first move, I guess, you know, you, either way, you have to be careful, right? Because there's girls that are crazy on there that will that can kill you. There's guys on there that'll yeah. kill you. So, you know, you don't really know who you're seeing on these, right? Not saying as, as, a, as a scare tactic, but I think to the, what your point is, really know who you are meeting with, what their background is, what these people really do, and maybe check some of their other social media too uh, and really just kind of try to get a good picture and a good feel for what this person's really like. And I think you'll avoid a lot of crazies if you're serious about the whole dating online thing. If you go and join a paid site instead of just like a free site, that might help a little bit. I know there's free sites out there. I know people have had some successes with that. That's fine. But it's just about being careful and protecting yourself. No, absolutely. Uh, do you have any more points, David? I got one more. Pros and cons of social media. Well, I th- I think I've kind of covered what I th- what some of my thoughts on this already. But what do you got? Awesome. So my last thought on this was um, I just wanted to say you know with the again with the advance of social media, uh, one of the things I used to hear was you know that sick concept of six degrees of separation. You know within six people you can meet anybody in the whole world. And I think mm-hmm. one of the things social media has really done is taken that down to maybe one person or even two people now because technically I can jump on Twitter and tweet President Obama if I wanted to and I wouldn't I wouldn't have never been able to do that right before uh, you know in the 80s and the 90s when I think that idea and that concept was more valid mm-hmm. you know nowadays I can go to anybody's Facebook I can go to anybody's Instagram right if I want to meet Hulk Hogan I can I can just tweet him and say hey buddy this is what I think about your last match or whatever you know your last WWE match or whatever right so um, I you know t- 
today, for example, again on November 11th, uh, tomorrow is uh, UFC 205, and we got Conor McGregor. So if I want to say something to him directly, I say it to him directly, not try to send a message through somebody to through somebody who will talk to somebody else and that telephone game style messaging, right? So I think with the with the the industry and social media has really made it super easy to to connect to anybody now. That's now one degree of separation. There is no more in in reality, right? So that's one thing I like, right? So now I can talk to people in in different industries, right? In sales, I can talk to Donald Kelly. If I want to talk about and learn about, you know, uh, drop shipping, I can listen to Steve Chu. If I want to, you know, learn how to make passive income, I can listen to Pat Flynn. If yep. I want to learn about spirituality, I can listen to Ram Dass. Motivation, I can t- listen to Scott Smith. Finance, I can listen to Dave Ramsey. And not to mention, you know, if I want to learn about universals kind of talks, I can listen to Neil Tyson DeGrasse or uh, Neil. <laughs> DeGrasse Tyson, sorry. And, you know, I can and I can listen to any sort of uh, gurus, and I'll put that in quotes as well. You know, Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan, Neil Patel, uh, Joel Brown, you know, David Wolf, Tony Robbins. There's so many names I can drop, but these are all people that I would have never been able to connect to if there was no such thing as social media. Yes, exactly. I mean, except maybe at conferences and things like that, and you you planned and you knew they were going to be there. But I, I like that. Yeah, the whole idea that, you know, there's fewer intermediaries or mediators and gatekeepers in between you and the person that you're interest, interested in connecting with. I like that. I mean, to a degree, it's true because... It's it, it, it's true because some people actually do respond to you that way, and that's how I've gotten some podcast interviews, like I mentioned earlier. But it's also not true in the sense that sometimes the people managing the social media, like I can't imagine Britney Spears manages her own social media all that much. Some of the messages make it back to her, I'm sure. And maybe if she's thinking carefully about her brand and that kind of thing, then she's also giving ideas about what to post to her social media on a regular basis or if there's certain uh, endorsement arrangements we talked about endorsement before then she's probably telling her team you need to tweet about this once every every three hours or something like that but you're right i think you know a lot of people don't have those mediators or personal assistants or gatekeepers in place and it makes it easier to connect with some of those people right and you know i think more and more people want to connect to their direct audience as well right they I do mean, i've been able to write different people on twitter and because that's my favorite way to connect with people right and and i've had responses back and forth with people or even people like joel brown who will just say you know he literally told me on twitter he's like man follow your dream you know I've, I've connected to donald kelly and you know for for sales and he's told me hey man if you're ever down in florida come have a lunch and, and or dinner with me right so uh, I mean, that's really cool, I think, you know, just being able to have people that you've never met uh, who have some sort of influence in, in your life um, say, hey, man, good job, or I'd love to meet you someday as well, right? I mean, these are the reasons we subscribe to, subscribe to their websites and their material that they're putting out for content. And, you know, this is exactly what we're hoping that people will do with us, right? So it's kind of that continuation of building your, your platform and building your, uh, you know, who we are in the big picture. Absolutely. It is. You can build your platform on social media. There's many different ways of doing it. And I don't necessarily think you should rely entirely on social media. If you're actually trying to build the platform for yourself, that's going to accommodate your plans. Because let's say you're going to write a book and that book is going to take you about a year and a half to write. And you're posting every day on medium to build your audience but then what if medium is pulled out from under you what if the rugs pulled out right from under you 
you know, you've lost everything. You've lost your audience unless you've somehow been capturing your email addresses and, and things like that. So all you had was a following. Now you have no way to communicate with those people and you'd have to quickly come up with a plan maybe to set up a website, but that's, but now it's too late. So like building your website first, then reaching out to people in medium to me makes more sense. Right. Well, you know, just like, uh, it's, you know, I know we're doing it the exact opposite way, especially with this. Uh, For with the this, time right? being, but like, it's not like we're going to lose our audio files. So no, no, not at all. But that's what I mean. Right. We didn't, we, we did think about setting up a, a website first and we, you know, but there's easy ways to just start putting your name out there getting people to know who you are. You know, I think a lot of more people here are already being, uh, you know, led to so many different websites by every single person out there. You know, I think it's sometimes refreshing just to listen to somebody who's not trying to push them into something right away. True. It's like, hey, you know what? We're going to put out X amount of podcasts. We're going to put out so much information. If you really enjoy it, and if we start seeing that people enjoy it, then we can start investing into websites and start showing people different ways they can invest back into themselves by using our website, right? But I mean, if there's no reason to set it up right away, I mean, absolutely. You know, if we're not getting comments on these videos uh, or these video talks that we're doing on uh, YouTube, YouTube right now, then, you know, we got to really figure out what our true audience is or find out how to build that audience as well, right? And have them come to a certain website, right? Because I mean, as of today, I haven't seen anybody and you may have, uh, I don't know, but say, hey man, where's this website of your guys is, right? We haven't seen that yet. So, yeah, true. I mean, there's a place and time for it, but I mean, sometimes it's, it's not worrying about the money and just worrying about the people that really you want to sell to right away. I think it's a way of connecting to people first. I mean, the money will come when you do all the right things, right? These are things that we've heard of. And, and really, I believe that as well, right? I mean, if we continue to do this and keep putting out good content that's solid, that helps people understand and see things, maybe in a different way, maybe it doesn't change the way they feel or think, that's okay too, right? But if, if it does impact them, I think more and more people will want to then talk to us and then say, hey, man, we want to connect to you. Part of it is also having the infrastructure, like the kind of marketing strategies that I usually set up involve having a website in the first place. So it would be much easier in some ways for us to get the content out there if we have a website set up first and then we can share it out to other places versus just having the video on YouTube and then directing people to YouTube to listen to it. And again, that has its benefits because it really gives us a chance to get, get people listening first. And then, you know, down the line, we can introduce the website and have them go there, which I think is another pro of, of social media. So I'll mention it is marketing for many of the reasons we've already talked about, you know, it's up to the minute, which means you can kind of latch on to current news and then discuss those things on your blog. And then people are coming to engage with you because you're being timely and relevant with them you can connect with other influencers in within the industry and talk to them and get their thoughts on things, get their opinions, maybe even interview them and then put that on, on your blog as well. So there, there's so many benefits to marketing. I'd say another one is just the ability to like communicate with people instantaneously. So if you're really good at monitoring and responding to your audience on Facebook or Twitter or wherever they're choosing to connect with you well people love being able to do that with a business and just getting an immediate response in fact even somewhat expect it when it comes to social media so there's there's definitely a pro when it comes to marketing 
No, you're right. And one of the cool things about the marketing side of things is you can actually start through social media, start learning about different products that are not even available in your own community, right? So for example, I know I'm on, on Instagram as well. And I, you know, I follow different people, for example, that are overseas in China and Japan that uh, sell different teas, right? And I mean, I can find out about different teas and the way teas grown and how they, how they live their day-to-day life in that industry, which is something I could have never done without that you know, without that Instagram, you know what I mean? So, I mean, it's been, it's allowed me to see how people work and, and it shows you a different way of being able to market your product to people as well through pictures, because as they say, a picture, you know, is worth a thousand words or tells a story of a thousand words is what I like to think. Right. So, you know, I, I mean, there's so many different things that you can use in the marketing side. You're right. Right. Um, connecting to different people. Uh, like you said, caring is huge, like responding to people's questions. It seems like maybe, well, honestly, I'm not going to make any assumptions. I think there are still a lot of people that don't know that they can just look up anything on Google and find the answer <laughs> or at least find like a, like a satisfactory answer to their immediate question. Like so often we've looked up the net worth of certain people that we thought, yeah, hmm, interesting. I wonder how much uh, this person... <laughs> <laughs> has, well, has I think m- we looked up uh, Christopher Lloyd the other day. We did. And he, his net worth is definitely impressive, but a lot less than what we had imagined yeah. it was, right? So, I mean, we were thinking in the hundreds of millions, and I think he was somewhere in that 70 millions, right? So, That's right. still very impressive. But, I mean, y- y- through the social, only through social media, which is, you know, through Google at least, we learned that that's what he was doing. And we thought back to, man, what has he done exactly? And, we, we, you know, we thought about taxi and different acting and jobs back that he had done. Future. Back to the future you know, different commercials that he may have done, different movie parts that he's played, right? I mean, uh, Taxi being probably the one of the biggest ones, especially in the 70s there, uh, when he first, I think, was introduced. I don't even know what he did prior to that. But, I mean, these are just different ways you can use social media to find out of people. But, again, there's another way you can then explore and find out more deeply into people as well, right? Like through biographies and and personal stories. And in a way, it kind of makes sense because if you were to look up a lot of the younger actors in the 30s and 40s, Many times they haven't actually, their net worth isn't more than like 10, 20 mil. So it's still impressive for an actor. But then on the other hand, you have Will Smith with 200 mil or something like that. So that's, I mean, I guess that's a result of, of diversifying in the right ways as an actor, as a rapper and in, in various other endeavors. And so sometimes there's that advantage, but you'll find that many of the billionaires, you know, some of them are for network marketing. Some of them are, have built, you know, huge platforms like Apple or Valve. And it's interesting, but more often than not, investors are business owners. Yeah, no, you're right. And you also, and it's interesting, you know, more and more are you actually seeing investors on Twitter, you know, mm. more and more are going on to different social media platforms because, you know, you know, like we said earlier, like when we first started, you know, um, the beeves was found on social media. Like YouTube. And, yeah. yeah. And look at what kind of star he has become because he was found on social media, right? So now you're seeing different, you know, um, musicians going on social media and searching for the next best person. And you're seeing investors going on there and looking for different ideas that people are maybe potentially talking about on social media as well, right? Because, you know, that's where the masses are. Like, that's what I meant by there's no more such thing as six degrees of separation. That also includes ideas. Ideas are not separated that far anymore either. They're super close and easy to connect to as well, not just people. That's how Journey found their new singer, Arnel Pineda. 
you know, you, you try to find a voice that to replace Steve Perry, and Steve Perry is amazing. But you know, they 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 since have found singers that done, have done an incredible job. But they were at a turning point yet again where they needed to find a new singer to replace Steve Perry, a guy with you know a voice that a tenor, I guess, or even higher, really strong tenor voice that could pull off all of Journey's songs. And they found Arnel Pineda, I think, from the Philippines. So that oh, wow. kind of thing can happen. That's very impressive, right? And, and it shows you, right, how social media crosses borders and makes it really easy for people to cross borders, right? Like, who would have thought then that someone from, where'd you say, sorry again? Philippines. The Philippines would come and sing for an American group, if I'm right? Mm-hmm. Right? So who would have thought that, you know, 20, 20 years ago? No one, right? Exactly. Or, and, but now you'll see how it's easy to find that talent or it's much easier to find that talent, you know, for um, big groups, for, for investors in, and even people like us, it's easier for people who, who are not in an investor, who are not a business owner, who are not, you know, entrepreneurs, who are just normal nine to five people, you know, they can find so many different people to connect with that have the same lifestyle as them. You know, we've talked about, uh, you know, purchasing a home on episode three, you know, there's people Mm. that you can connect to different people. When you're thinking about purchasing a home, you can connect to that and say, you know what, Uh, I want to kind of hear from somebody else's thought process on it. So I can go listen to this person or go read about it on social media or on a blog or on a, on a, some sort of community chat platform. Right. So, I mean, there's so much information out now. Again, that's what I was saying earlier too with all the different there's so much chatter at the same time you really got to be able to filter through and try to figure out exactly what you're looking for right um it was funny i remember doing this when i was younger i used to type in any topic like i just type in some sort of topic guitars for example Mm -hmm. on um on Google and I would just keep clicking, clicking, clicking and clicking and eventually I'd find my way to a porn site. It was just phenomenal. <laughs> I have no idea but the, the websites back then used to be so deep and so, you know everything just Everyone led to the same place. Interlinked. Yeah. yeah, it was so odd and I think they've since then cleared it up a little bit so that doesn't happen anymore and now more and more people you know own their own websites and own their own social media and are making it their own platform right? It's more, it's more synchronized to what people are wanting to do especially when they're doing businesses but i think it's changed quite a bit from the way it used to be well it's like google algorithms and google penalties you know you can't just have all these low quality links pointing to your site and and actually get get uh, high ranking in google anymore it's not how it works and and before that even we had directories right so like the yahoo directory was kind of the main source of traffic for a lot of websites so people were looking at specific subjects found you know sub sub subcategories within that subject and then found websites that had something specifically to do with that with that what they were looking for so that's how things used to work and all the sites were interlinked and today there's no i guess there's less of an incentive i, I don't necessarily like the way things are going because everybody's like let's link only to authority content and authority content could be such a broad definition of different meanings it could be something that is you know a quote unquote a study done done by uh, an authoritative source and now you can you can incorporate that because that shows a percentage but oh but we can't link to competitors and we can't link to i mean it just depends on the company but i've just seen so many stipulations on on that thought process i sort of think it's sad that we can't link to other people that could be interesting or sites that other people might be interested in or the nooks and crannies of the web where you didn't even know existed so if you don't know it then you don't know how to get to it and to your point about like buying a house well 
by creating that episode, we're not speaking to everybody at once, but we're timely for some people because we know that the world's huge and there's going to be people thinking about buying a house right now. No, you're right. And, you know, and that's the idea of different social media platforms, right? It's for different people at different times. You know, I'm not going to say that I'm only ever going to be on, you know, my one or two chosen um, social media platforms, right? As time progresses, as I change, I grow, I'll probably change different to different platforms. Uh, And again, there might be newer platforms coming as well, right? I mean, we can't assume that this is it for our social media, right? Because more and more keep coming every, every year, every two years now. Right. So well, uh, they come and go too. some of them like MySpace. Nobody really uses. It still has it has a new there is a new MySpace. But, you know, a few people are, are jumping on that bandwagon. So. Right. And, and it's like anything. Right. Sometimes things do get renewed and revised and, and do become better. Right. So not saying that MySpace can't come back. Right. Because it, it can. Uh, or if it starts to get really good, there's nothing saying that some other social media company won't just buy them out mm-hmm. if they see a value in, in the way they want to uh, create their brand. Right. Their social media brand. So, I mean, it, it's, it's going to have a place and it may not have a place. Right. I guess we'll all find out in the next five years or so. Yeah, probably. But yeah, it, it, it is interesting. So, you know, a lot, a lot of social, that's one thing to be aware of, though. I think whether you're just somebody that uses social media to connect with your friends or you're somebody to use it for your business, just recognize that that site may not be around forever. And so whatever that means to you, if it means like holding on to those memories and photos that you've taken and posted to social media, then back those up. If it means you're care, you're uh, you're concerned about the future of your business and you don't want that traffic source to go away, then diversify your traffic sources and become less dependent on that one source. So it could mean different things to different people, but I would just challenge you to have a look at that. What would it mean to, if this site no longer existed? Right. You know, and I think that's something that me and you both have uh, taken the ideas of. And I know that's why you're very passionate about having a website going and something that we own our own content to. So yes. I, I fully understand that. Right. And, and you know that I do. And, uh, you know, I, but I did want to show both sides of the story where you can still do something without having a full website and still create on you the back end. You definitely can. But you're right. You know, I think that's one of the things that we've both learned uh, listening to James Shremko is, you know, uh, owning your own race course, owning your own material, owning all aspects of what you put out on social media right so you know the more stuff you put on twitter that's more stuff twitter owns you know they own that tweet you don't own that tweet anymore you don't necessarily own that thought anymore because it's on their platform you know you put a a picture on instagram instagram owns that platform they own that picture because you're allowing them to then show that picture to millions of other people right where if you're putting it on your own website that's the platform you own uh yes it can be tough for other people to find your website because they may not know who you are or have a reason to follow you on Instagram they might have a reason to follow you it might be a lot easier for them to, to spot you because there's just you know they're surrounded by thousands of other people just like you or maybe you know with a similar hashtag or whatever the way of finding you right and I think that's one of the more interesting ways that uh, social media is also being used these days through hashtags but um 
but I did find that to be easy. So I do understand owning your own website is huge, right? But I mean, you 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 could I guess have your own website for only all your own pictures, and then you could have your own website for just your own quotes, or and you could have your own website for you know I don't know um just doing anything else that you do, right? Maybe it's uh, some art that you like to draw, right? But do you really want to have 10, 15 of your own websites for everything that you enjoy doing? Or would you like to just kind of share them on a certain uh, social media platform? And I guess that is a choice that, you know, as a listener, you have to make. Part of owning your race course too, though, is this idea of just having different spokes or really octopus marketing. The head of the octopus is your website and then your tentacles are reaching out to the different social medias. So like posting a link back to your website from social media so you still have the similar discoverability and maybe have some like stimulating copy or text or, or image or whatever that goes along with that post so people will actually click it and then go back to your website. So that's really part of it. It's not like disregarding social media altogether. It's just saying like hold on to your content and and get people to come to your website, but utilize social media to drive some of that traffic. Right, you know that's a fair that's a fair uh, assessment as well, right? And I know um, you can never completely get away from social media as well. I think there's also always going to be a place for it, um, but kind of like what we were saying earlier, right? Just I think guarding yourself and understanding how you're using that social media, how anytime you post a picture, what does it actually mean? You know, I know sometimes it's such in a spur of the moment. It's a fun thing to do. It's happening right now. It's happening then. People live love living in the moment, and and you should live in the moment some days, and. So Someday you should really think about what that moment is going to mean moments later, right? And years from now, because, you know, and, and not something that... Uh uh, it matters to me or not, but you know we have not in U.S. now we have a, a elected president Donald Trump, and if you actually look back to some of the stuff his wife has done, his wife has has done. She used to be, I believe, a, a model or some sort, yeah. and she's done you know not necessarily full nudity, but she's done you know spreads for GQ and stuff, right? So uh, you know was she thinking that one day she would be married to the president elect? I don't know, right? And I mean she was doing what she felt was right for her at that time in that space at that you know moment but now you can go on social media and kind of see that and her children will be able to see that as well you know Mm. someday yeah very true and i guess you know that's where long-term thinking can be the hardest thing because that's maybe 20 20 you know 10 20 30 years ago and and you know you wouldn't necessarily know that you would be married to somebody that's that's president so yeah absolutely but yeah, that's, that's, you know, life, life is interesting that way. It's, it's all about the culmination of the decisions we make. Right on, you know, any uh, final thoughts uh, since we, since we start wrapping this up now? Well, I think, you know, that we've presented some of the upsides and some of the downsides of social media. I know, you know, some people are going to agree and some people are going to disagree with, with our viewpoints, but either way, hopefully we've challenged you to think about how you're going to use your power on social media. Right on. You know, and my final thought on this is I know, you know, I'm in, I'm 38 years old. I use social media much different than somebody who's 15, 16, or even, right. you know, 18 or 20. I use social media very different than they do. So, you know, I can't tell somebody of that age how to use social media. But what I can't say is, you know, you can always learn from somebody else's lesson and know that, you know, you shouldn't spend 10, maybe 15 hours a day in on social media. No. Because, you know, like one of the points you made earlier, right? That's 
it's not going to be the thing that you're going to be mentioning on your deathbed to people. Oh man, I should have you know done this or done that. I think it is you know be on social media. There is a place for it. You know, spend your you know one hour a day, whatever, whatever it is that you need to spend on there. But then find different places to put your your attention. Right, put it back into your family. Put it back into your friends. Put it into hobbies. Right, uh, and then maybe. You know, if you're if you're a guitarist and you enjoy that type of hobby, record yourself and put it out there. So maybe people can find you, but find a more productive way to use social media. To if you if you want to be famous and get your name out there, then find a way to do it. Right? Uh, there's a lot of different platforms out there, and uh, you know if you can't use it for that way, there's a lot of different ways to learn on social media. There's different teachers, different you know anything you want to learn about, you can learn about on social media. You can really try your best to connect to anybody on social media. I think there are so many opportunities. If you can really think about what that opportunity is and how it's going to mold your life for the future, I think you should do it. Love it. That's really awesome, Mav. So you've been listening to Using Your Power. We look forward to connecting with you. Please leave a comment and we'll be do our best to respond to it as soon as we possibly can, <laughs> just like in the spirit of social media. So we'll, <laughs> we'll talk to you again next time. Have a great day. Yeah.